Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's Journey. Escape your everyday life and experience the world through the lens of June Parker and search for hidden clues and uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Engage your observation skills to quickly uncover key pieces of information that lead to chapters of mystery, danger, and romance. Where will each new chapter take you? Days are long and life is hectic. There's nothing more relaxing than shutting off my brain and playing a round of June's journey. I will take it all, the glamorous culture of the 1920s, scandalous family secrets, and explore and even build my own vivid sceneries. I love to let my imagination run wild when decorating my island estate. June needs your help, detective. Download June's Journey for free on iOS and Android. Let it happen. Doja. That is uh, someone we've played on the podcast before. Thanks to Alex Khan, hipped us to Doja Cat. I don't know if that's Doja Cat or uh, that's, that's Nicki, Nicki Minaj. Minaj. Yeah, Nicki Minaj. So this is Doja Cat, Nicki Minaj. Say So is the name of the song? Yeah, the Say So Nicki Minaj remix. Remix, and it's number one on the charts. We just wanted to start out with something fun, uplifting, positive. Nicki Minaj. Let's hear a little more of it. You can't help but like tap your toes to this yeah. one. She used to be bi, but now she's just hetero. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's Dojo Cat right there. Do right you like this chorus? Doja. Doja Cat. Yeah. Doja Cat. Not Dojo Cat, like no. a karate cat. No. Okay. Wow, that's not a bad song. I like it. There we. That's it. Welcome back to another episode of Cover to Cover. We, uh, you know, where we try to hip you to the hip tracks where you can, you know, you can, when you're quarantined with your children or teaching homeschooling or whatever, you can, you know, you could pop that one in there and make you look like you're, you know, you're a hip parent. Go, you know, did you guys hear the new uh, Doja Cat uh, say say so with Nicki Minaj? It's pretty good. You know, Nicki Minaj used to be bi, now she's hetero. So you throw things like that out, and the kids will respect you more, I believe. So, And you could thank uh, Cover to Cover for that. Uh, (laughs) This is it. This is, you know, Alex Khan is here. We're here. We're back. We're doing it. We're continuing to do it, whether you're going to continue to, you know, now they're saying the city of Los Angeles, where we both live, uh, could continue this stay-at-home order, whatever that means. Now, who knows what that means? Because you don't necessarily have to stay, you know, you can go out to grocery stores and things like that. But so the stay at home order is now going to be uh, extended for three more months, they're saying. So we're currently in the early in early May or mid-May. And uh, so that would take us to August. August. Yeah. Yeah. That would take us pretty much through the summer to August. Um, And they got I don't know what how that's going to work. 
uh, people will are just gonna lose their shit. They're yeah. just gonna die, and uh, I don't. I can't. Last night, yesterday was one of my like almost. I was so I don't know if bored's the right word. Is bored the right word? Uh, but I, you know, we did the podcast. I came down. I, I we did uh, a Patreon episode with Alex. We had a good time. Then I got back home, and it was just like. Uh, you know, it was, it was, it, there's just nothing kind of to do. You can't yeah. go anywhere. You can't do anything. I've done a lot of projects around the house, but now what? Uh, I, I like now, I, 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 be, I built like a little place for myself in the garage and so I'm actually kind of enjoying it. So I built this little, like almost like, I don't want to say man cave because I'm not that douchebag who, you know, has a man <laughs> cave, but I built the whole system in the back. I, all my, my albums are out there. My, my, I got old old turntables and CD players and all this shit out there. Big speakers from like the seventies all out there. Now I finally got the TV hooked up TV and internet and cable and everything all out there. And a, and a big vintage chair that I bought at a, at a Salvation Army 30 years ago. That's just the greatest thing ever. It's all out there. And it's, it's a pretty nice life I'm having for myself out in the garage. Uh, Until so, yesterday? No, it was <laughs> okay. fine. Yesterday was fine. But I'm just like, I'm. it's 11 o'clock in the morning or whatever, and I'm in the garage sleeping. Like, I fell asleep, uh, you know, and I'm like, this something's, this is not right. This is not a normal behavior. But, you know, now we're 50-something days into this thing. And it's just like, I guess I can go to bed at 11 a.m. <laughs> What's the fucking difference? Nobody's, there's no, nobody, there's no judge and jury here, you know? Nope. So I, I did. I woke up. And then, and then I watched a documentary on Netflix called, which you, if you have not seen it, I know it's a bit older, but uh, man, it's called Echo in the Canyon. You should definitely watch it, Alex. It's right up your alley. Uh, it's about like the music scene here in Los Angeles ah. in, the, in the late 60s, probably like 65 to 68. Uh, on Laurel Canyon, you know, you got your Beach Boys, Crosby, Stills, Nash, Tom Petty, all those guys. Uh, it's it's actually done by Jacob Dylan, Bob Dylan's son, uh, and it's fucking great. Oh man, I was like kind of like um, uh, getting a little uh, not nostalgic because I, I wasn't around during that time, but. I mean, I was almost like, you know, I'd like to have been a part of like that Los Angeles, that scene. I don't know if I would have been good at it. Like I like they would. And then they would come over the house at midnight and cry. And, you know, David Crosby would start playing. I'm like, I would I would have mm. been like, no, go to bed, everybody. David, put your guitar down and go to. It's midnight. We're not starting to play another song here. I don't care what it is, Tom Petty. I don't care if it's refugee. Put the guitar down. It's time for bed. Like, I, I think I probably, yeah. probably would have ruined that party. But it's it's a great documentary. Uh, I highly recommend it. I mean, the music that came out of that era for me is just right up my alley. It's uh, a lot of talk of the birds, um, which I like the birds, you know, turn, turn, turn. And I know the hits of the birds. I didn't realize how good the birds were and how influential and how, um, you know, they I mean, how they kind of pretty much influenced the Beatles a lot, the Stones a lot. Real good band, the birds. Who was their guitarist? Didn't he pass away young? They had like a famous guitarist, I thought. Did they? Uh, um, I mean, it, it's interesting to see who, you know, because I didn't realize that that uh, Buffalo Springfield was 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 Neil Young and David Crosby. And mm. although I mean, it's it was it was great. I really should check it out. It's on Netflix called uh, Echo in the Va- Echo in the in the, in the Canyon. In the canyon. Yeah. Great, great uh, documentary. Thoroughly enjoyed the shit out of that. Watch it in my garage. 
Um, fell asleep. Fell asleep. <laughs> you know, got up, watched it more. Uh, in and out. In and that's what I do. Then I watched uh, last night because I because I slept at from you know from eleven to one. I was up. <laughs> this is the fucking. This is boring enough. But we're gonna get to some real stuff in a second. Let me just finish talking about my day. Um, I watched this Gary Marshall special last night on ABC. I last night I happened to go through. I'm I'm not a good watcher. I don't. I don't tune. I don't know you about you about you, Alex. I don't know if you go like specifically to watch something on TV and then watch the entire thing. I'm a channel. Cha- I go, yeah. what's this? I'll watch for ten minutes. On to the next. On to the next. On to the next. Just kind of roll through the channels. So I get to this Gary Marshall special on ABC last night. Two hour special uh, honoring the work of Mr. Gary Marshall. Uh, first half uh, does his TV work. You know, we all know Happy Days and and uh, Laverne Shirley and and uh, Mork and Mindy and. And on and on and on to, to, to Gary Marshall, some great stuff for a guy my age. I mean, I Happy Days was uh, the shit. That was it. I mean, it was it. It was it for me. I used to run home to watch it. I loved it. Now, even as a kid, Happy Days, like many shows do, took a turn for the worse after probably season five or six or whatever. Is it so much so that there's a famous term that everyone uses and it comes from happy days called jumping the shark jump the shark that's when a tv series just goes south uh they use the term jump the shark uh it's actually a term created by a guy named john hine who worked for the howard stern show john's Mm -hmm. a friend of mine i love john and uh, he created that term jump the shark talking about when shows uh lose it Mm -hmm. and the reason why that they that's uh, attributed to happy days is because they did an episode where a fond, they came to California for whatever reason, because Ron uh, Richie Cunningham was going to be a director, which kind of turned out that's how it happened for him. Sweet. Yeah, and uh, and and Fonzie jumped the shark. Fonzie, uh, you know, it was a two parter back when in the days of those when you didn't, you you know, you just waited for a whole week to see, or maybe even a whole season to see the conclusion of of the first part, and that so he jumped the shark, and it was when that's when you were like, oh my god, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. Like the writers have obviously given up. Jumped like beat him up. No, like, uh, on, the- on water skis. Ah, oh. yeah, because it it was it was back many years ago when it was in its prime and it was great. Uh, Fonzie jumped the chicken stand at Arnold's in the parking lot. You know, mm-hmm. that's back when it was like in Milwaukee and Arnold's was the diner they hung out at. And it was, a, that was when it was at their height. And uh, it was another two-parter and Fonzie had jumped the chicken shack on a motorcycle. Ah, And uh, it was, you know, just a huge event, huge yeah. event. That's back when there were three networks, you know, 75 million people watched Happy Days. Mm-hmm. So now it's it, wow, that's insane. It was something like numbers yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, but so now cut to uh, cut to years later, he jumps a shark. It's just that's when it was over. But for me, it was over because I I used to love it, and I was not that I was a TV writer back then, but I I followed storylines. I was a kid, but I liked the story of it. I liked it, the fact that it was a real family set in reality, set in Milwaukee, and it seemed like it was you know a real real problems, real issues and funny. And, and then one day they just introduce an alien. They introduce Robin Williams as Mork and he's, he's an alien from Orc and he yeah. just lands at the Cunningham home and there's no explanation. We, so, so basically we were living in a reality in Milwaukee for the last seven seasons where I was watching. And now you're just going to throw in uh, an alien and, 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 and therefore wipe out the entire six seasons that I would love so much. Yeah. So they did. And they talk a lot about Robin Williams and how they got him and, 
Uh, you know, he was a comedian at the comedy store that people would like going nuts over because he would go berserk. And, and he was Robin Williams. Like, yeah. We all know Robin. And he basically came on and improvised this character. And uh, and they seemed to like it, according to this Gary Marshall special I was watching. Like, I, I, if I was Henry Winkler and Ron Howard and all those guys at that time, I would have been like, I think it's time for us to go. Like, this show seems to be losing it. But they had, a, they were interviewing all of them. They were all like, hey, we kind of, you know, we were like, oh, there's a little shot in the arm for the show here. Mm-hmm. So immediately ABC calls... Um, Gary Marshall and says, get this guy a real TV show. Yeah. Like, we need to make this a TV show immediately. This we guy, Mork. Mork. So they make Mork and Mindy. Once again, makes no sense because he's in the 50s with the with the Cunninghams, and then Mork and Mindy takes place in modern day in Boulder, Colorado with Pam Dover. So I don't know. I, I, but then he guess that he could fly anywhere because he was in an egg or something. I, I didn't, None of it made any sense to me. Although I can tell you for my 11th birthday, my 11th birthday, I got... Uh, I got the 52nd Street Billy Joel album is still one of my favorite fucking albums Billy Joel's 52nd Street on 8 track thank you very Ooh. much we got an 8 track from my grandmother's house they weren't going to use it anymore my grandmother said who wants the 8 track we said we'll take the 8 track player the 8 track player came with 3 8 track tapes came with do the hustle a uh, an instructional eight track tape about how to do the hustle. Do 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 do. You familiar with the do the hustle yeah, song? Yeah. So and and it will tell you how to do the hustle. Came with the soundtrack to Jaws, which is basically a lot of you know dun, dun, similar dun, to the hustle. Dun, dun. You know, it's very similar to the hustle. And uh, and then I think it came with um with uh with uh, my uncle I think had damn the torpedoes by Tom Petty which All is Tom right, Petty's well, good- first album and that was on a track as well so it came with those three so then we you know of course c- contributed our a tracks to the collection and uh and and the first one being 52nd Street that I got for my 11th birthday and played on a track but I also that same uh birthday I got a Nanu Nanu t-shirt Ooh. so it was like a you know iron on t-shirt glittery glittery iron ons and it said Nano Nano, which was what Mork said on the show. And it had his finger. He used to do the, you know, the two fingers separated. Yeah. And so it had that, it had the hand on the shirt and it said Nano Nano. So there you go. That was me walking into school. You know, I was probably 90 pounds, six foot one at the time. I, I, I had shot up one summer to where I was like a freakishly tall kid in the school. Everybody eventually caught up to me, but it was one point where I, they, they have a picture of the class and I look like a, I have some sort of overactive thyroid or something. I like, I look like I'm a problem. Do you have a beard already? No, <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't one of those kids, but I just did shoot up to where it was just awkwardly gawky and mm-hmm. uh, very, very, very skinny. And that's what you want. You want to add a nice tight iron on t-shirt to that look that, yeah. that accentuates it. And then big, big, big hair. So that, you know, girls, were, let's just say the girls were knocking. Yeah. When you say a nano nano t-shirt. Yeah. So that's what I got. So anyway, I watched the, the Gary Marshall specials, the point of this, and then it goes into the you know, second half of his movies. Uh, I kind of knew Gary Marshall a little bit. We kind of, he lived in, to Luca Lake Burbank area, he was almost a kind of famous for being like a resident of this Luca Lake Burbank area. He now has a theater. He's he's died now, since, but he has a theater over there called the Gary Marshall Theater, uh, and he, he was just a great guy. I mean, you won't hear a bad word about Gary Marshall. He hung out at a bar called Timmy Nolan's, and I used to hang out at all the time, and so much so that he pretty much 
employed the entire staff of Timmy Nolan's uh, on every one of his movies. Oh wow! Like the bartenders, the the everybody would eventually that for like the month, two months, whatever they were filming Gary Marshall movies, they would all go to whatever and film the movies with Gary Marshall. A lot of my friends worked for him, and and uh, and that's still, cool, and did right up till the end. So they talk about that in the special as well. How he used the same crew for everything, and he made great movies. I mean, if you've never seen. Uh, uh, nothing in common. They, they talk about his big ones, of course. You know, Princess Diaries, Pretty Woman, uh, and those. But he made uh, some uh, a great movie with Jackie Gleason and and Tom Hanks called Nothing in Common. Excellent, excellent movie. Uh, this is one of his early ones. I forget what it was first. And then, of course, he went on to huge success with Pretty Woman and Runaway Bride. It's my mom's favorite movie. It's you know what I have to tell you. And they talk about it in in the special. How I I kind of knew this story that it was a much darker script when they got it. It was called Three Thousand. Wasn't called Pretty Woman because that was the amount of money she was getting for the transaction. Yeah. But it was kind of re- it was a. Basically, a, a story about a hooker and a fucking you know douchebag yeah. guy who bought the hooker. And so it was real dark. But I guess that's why they got Gary Marshall because they were like, we, we're <laughs> gonna, gonna fluff this yeah, up. Yeah, we, we gotta we gotta make this like a rom you know romantic comedy Cinderella story. Mm-hmm. We, uh, the script we got is real dark. It was basically like leaving Las Vegas. What that kind of turned out to be. Yeah. So. Um, anyway, so Gary Marshall comes and makes it and I, you know, I, it's on all the time. It's one of those movies that's constantly on and you kind of start watching it and you're like, Hey, you know, it's not a bad movie. It's kind of well done. It does have, does have its dark moments, which is kind of good. I mean, it's a little, honestly, that's not a hooker. I I don't know if there ever was hookers on Hollywood Boulevard, you know? Gear watching it now, Richard Gear comes off like a bit of a prick in it. He's constantly telling her like, "Stop fidgeting and stuff." He's mm-hmm. little, but I guess you know she's a hooker and whatever. It's it's a it's a it, but it 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 plays. Isn't there an abuse scene? And doesn't Jason Alexander like abuse her? That or try I don't to, remember. Yeah, he does. He tries like get, tries to get on her. Or oh calls yeah, her, yeah. Calls his his like his second or his uh, assistant his, or his, his assist- partner, business partner, his business yeah, partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, 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 the guy from Seinfeld. Yeah, uh, he's like, oh no, but this yeah. is what you do, or so. Yeah, yeah, you're a whore, right? Yeah. yeah. So there's it, so there's a little dark point, but it's great movie, great movie, a lot of fun, it's fun to watch. It, it it reeks of the '80s or '90s or whatever. Larry Miller, great co- comic comedian, of course, has that scene stealing thing where he, you know, on on. Rodeo Drive, where he says, you know, you're in the right town for sucking up to people. It's great. Great movie. Fun movie. Anyway, I watched the Gary Marshall special. I enjoy. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was right at my era, my time. I love Gary Marshall. Uh, he went on to make some pretty terrible movies towards the end where he was doing these movies where he would just get huge casts of <laughs> like tons of like big, big giant stars to be mm-hmm. in. And, and they were like every holiday he would do Valentine's Day, Mother's Day. Uh, and he made like six of those where the, 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 everybody liked working with Gary Marshall. They would do it, but he got to the point where he was like, listen, you could make this mo- You only have to leave the house. And I'm not fucking around. He would literally shoot this one scene with like Julia Roberts and she'd be in her own kitchen and that would be the scene. And it, so it had really, didn't really yeah. tie into the movie at all, but that's what he wound up doing towards the end. I, they're not great, but I used to say my, my, my Jen Kirkman and I used to watch them as, and goof on them at, uh, Valentine's Day was another one he did. 
And we used to say, you know, honestly, for an hour and a half, I can watch good looking people do anything. You know what I mean? And it was. It was like John Bon Jovi's in one of them plays like Kate Hudson's girl boyfriend or something. And, you know, I watch Kate Hudson, Halle Berry, Ashton Kutcher. You know, I'll, I could watch that for an hour and a half. They're well lit. They throw a couple of shitty songs behind them. You know, What About Love or well, who sang that shit? Rock set fucking songs in the background. I'll watch it. Not, not the worst way to spend an hour and a half, you know? So Gary Marshall, rest in peace. It was a very nice uh, uh, thing they did for him last night on ABC. And, uh, you know, if you have some time on your hands, go watch Nothing in Common or one of his movies. He's made some pretty Flamingo Kid, excellent Matt Dillon, Richard Crenna. I think that was his first movie, Flamingo Kid. Richard Crenna, Flamingo, oh, excellent movie. If you're from the, especially from the East Coast, it takes place in, I think, in Atlantic City or somewhere in Jersey. I, if I'm not wrong, great fucking movie. Early Matt Dillon, handsome, good, cute, cute was Matt good. Dillon. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. Check it out. Flamingo Kid and Nothing in Common. Highly recommend. Highly recommend um, uh, Echo in the Canyon. That's it. Those are my three movies. A lot of people would ask me about movies. So, you know, That's while what you're these times, there you have it. That's what I've been doing. And now, I'm, you know, then, then now we're three, three more months into this shit. I don't know if I'm going, I'm going to this fucking right now. Nobody's told me not to. So this is still happening up in Tacoma, Washington. It could get canceled up to the day of. It though. could very yeah. well, but I'm going. Tacoma, Washington, Tacoma Comedy Club. I will be there June 11th, 12th, and 13th. It's a Thursday, a Friday, and a Saturday in Tacoma, Washington. Now, I've seen these guys, the the, comment, the club owners, Tacoma, they put up a, a poll on their Facebook page, and they were like, hey, uh, here's the deal. And they and they write out all the rules that what we're going to do, because mm-hmm. I guess the state of Washington is opening slowly. And, and these are the rules. I, and I don't know where you guys live, but we all have them. We all have the rules. You know, you, you got to be six feet apart. You got to be one person at a table. You got to wear a mask. You got to get your temperature taken. All this shit. So then he goes on to like give write a poll. The guy from Tacoma Comedy Club. And he says, would you come? A, would you come? Is it too early? Who do you want to see? Of course, you know, and then people always write the same four comedians mm-hmm. like Bill Burr and like, yeah, uh, okay. yeah he's not coming there. You know, mm-hmm. like Louis C.K., Bill Burr, uh, Bert Kreischer, it's the same four. Yeah. Every single person writes the same four comments. Um, so, and then a lot of people wrote, I, I'm, I would, it's too early. I won't come. I like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous to be around people. So I'm like, wait, uh, so what are we doing here? Either we're protesting in fucking Huntington Beach that we want out and we want to, and we want to go back to our lives, which I, I understand that too. Or you're not going to, you're going to stay in the house forever and be scared of doorknobs. So what, which, what, which one is it? Because I think now it's you, half and half. I think it's now, right. Yeah. Okay. So it is because people are begging. I want out. And then they say, okay, you can go out. They're like, I don't want to go out. So I don't know what it is. This guy in Tacoma. I love him. Adam. Great guy. He's, he's saying, all right, they're saying I can open. I'm going to open. I'm going to, if you people want to come out and have a drink and watch comedy, I'm here for you. And they write, I don't want to do it nope. too soon. So well, what, so is it too soon or is it not too soon? So I, I was kind of grappling with that yesterday because I was driving home and I saw that Guitar Center's open now. Okay. And it, I was like, it's 10 people per store. You know, it's like they're... Oh, they're, that's what they're doing. Yeah. They, go in the store. Though. Yeah. 10 people at a time can go in. Okay. And, and uh, for me, that's kind of part of my old norm. I like to... I'm very into all that. So it just kind of helps my creative process to go and hold something different, and you look, know? right? Yeah. And just in, in that for me, that's part of normal. 
and I was driving home yesterday and I saw it was open. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go in, even if it's weird. But it, Matt, even you have if to wear a mask, right? Yeah, I didn't go. Yeah. Oh, you didn't, <laughs> no. you didn't have a mask? No, well, to... I just, yeah, I was driving home from this and I just really, I drove by and I was like, that's a lot now. But I started having that conversation with myself about somebody, there has to be a group of 10% of people have to just go, all right, I'll go first. Right. And at some right. point, those people are going to do it. And I think, I think this weekend I'll probably, you know... I feel like I'll tackle it this weekend. You'll but. tackle like a guitar center or yeah. something like that. Just yeah, get I'm out. with you. I, I'm the same way. Like, I mean, not to sound like a, in it, but there's a vintage kind of a vintage clothing store. It's good. They got everything there. You yeah. know, they got clothing. They got records. They got to, and I fucking love going there. It's, it's in like my neighborhood in Ventura Boulevard, and I've been going there for 20 years. And it's been, but it's like one of the things that I'm kind of like. It's I don't necessarily buy something all the time hmm. there, but it's always fun to it's just fun kind to of walk through. Walk, I grab yeah. a coffee next door and I walk through and just kind of look at old shit, old ashtrays and shit. And I'm like, it has been closed forever. And I'm like. I'd like to go back in there, but I don't know if it's even open. And then now they're saying clothing store. Like the other day I read, here's what we're going to open. Toy stores, florists, and bookstores. I'm like, what year is this? There's no toy <laughs> yeah. stores, bookstores, or florists no. left. No. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. So, and then it says for curbside pickup only, like the malls and clothing stores, the Gap or Banana Republic, they'll open for curbside pickup only. I'm like, well, who's ordering their clothes yeah. curbside pickup? Like, that especially like that, sense. like made in China, there's no, there's zero consistency in the size. You got to right. try every, you have to try every shirt you get at the Gap on, right? Now, is this, that, 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 thank you for bringing up made in China. Thank you. Yeah, you do. You, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So they bring it out to the car. You put it on, hand it back out of the window of the car and that's bring awful. it a large. That's worse. You know? Yeah, I don't know if that's what. It, anyway, I don't get any of it. So, but thank you for bringing up Made in China because is this now, because let's face it, everything we touch is Made in China for the most part. I remember my father would always, and my father still to this day, he's a union guy. He was a, he was a, you know, a local three electrician, IBW, proud union member. Always. We had to, everything we, we there used to be a little jingle back in the old days, actually commercial on look for the union label. When you are buying a dress shirt or blouse, this was, that's a hell yeah, of a jingle. And this was a song that we would sing, you know, in the Frangiola home, we would mm. gather around of the, and let's have a, you know, most kids would sing, uh, fun songs, you know, itsy bitsy spider, not us. We um. would sing, look for the union label. And so my father, proud union member, still always is. I remember we couldn't have grapes for a long time because there was some weird uh, anti-union grape thing. Uh, and we weren't allowed table grapes. It was just, we don't, we don't support non-union around no, my here. My father would not support non-union table grapes. So we were not allowed grapes for many years. Not allowed grapes. I still don't. I, I don't know. One day I'm going to ask my father why we weren't allowed to have grapes. <laughs> but there was a union thing. I remember. That's one of those conversations you were like, I want to ask, but I also don't want to piss him off again. I think it. I think Cesar Chavez, the uh, the, uh, the labor leader out here. I think that was the his. It was it was about his fight for mm. migrant workers to unionize migrant workers. Something. Oh. I'm just saying, my father was a decent person trying to help the 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 you know the uh, a regular guy the make local a buck. economy. Yeah. So anyway, people get like nowadays people get upset. Like I used to, I like made in America boots. I just do. It's, mm -hmm. I like it's there. I wear Red them. Red wing. 
Well, so I'm a Danner guy. It's okay. an Oregon company. But I like the idea that if it's something I'm going to wear every day and I spend a lot of money on it, right. I want to support yeah. lo- the local economy. Sure. I want I want to feed someone here's kids, you know. People get upset about that. They get upset yeah. that you're buying Made in I America. Mean, yeah, people people used to mock me all the time. Oh, with your Made in America, you, know, you can get those for half price and this, that. Right. Okay. And it's, yeah, and, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. You can go buy cheap shit. Yeah. That's, but that's why these companies took it all to China. But now with all the shit that's going down, here and whatever you say about China, whether they developed it on purpose to fucking kill us, it's and there. Kill whether, them. Yeah. yeah, but now is this going to change things for like uh, now? I mean, maybe some good come. Maybe we start making shit in America again. And I know it's difficult because in China they'll make it for a dollar an hour, but mm-hmm. here you're gonna have to pay people twenty five dollars an hour. But if we've learned one thing from all of this, we've learned that somewhere I don't know where it's coming from. But somewhere in this country, somebody's got plenty of fucking money. Yeah. Because there's four, 50 million people out of work right now, and they're just throwing fucking cash yeah. at them. It's not a lot, but they're saying, here's this is how you could live. And mm-hmm. that one, Andrew Wang had that thing where he's going to give everyone $1,000 know, $1, a, a month. And it turns out he did the math, and he's like, it, it's a feasible thing to do. Mm-hmm. So it, that you can pay people $25 an hour. It's not unheard of that you would pay a guy and you know, they do it in the auto industry. Mm-hmm. They do it in some industries. They, I don't know what Amazon pays, but I think they pay pretty well. They're getting I up don't to know. 18, 19, yeah. I think. So I think, I don't know if that's a livable wage, but if, but can a guy fucking sew a boot uh, or make a, make a shirt or, or without charging now $175 for the shirt because now you're fucking, you just can't yeah. do it. When you can go to H&M and get it for 12 it doesn't make, make any sense. Mm. So I don't know. I uh, think there could be some give and take on both sides. I think, uh, you know, American labor can say, all right, we'll take 75% of what we want if yeah. you'll pay... Twenty five percent more than it's going to cost if it's made Alex, elsewhere. You are you are going back to uh, a, a Gary Marshall protege, uh, Ron Howard. You are pretty much now uh, giving me the uh, plot line of a fantastic, fantastic Ron Howard movie mm-hmm. from years ago, starring Michael Keaton. By Michael Keaton, fucking love my this one. Michael before Michael Keaton kind of became the serious actor that he is today. Michael Keaton made a movie called Gung Ho. Mm-hmm. Fantastic, highly recommended movie about which actually it's actually it actually is probably more relevant today than it was when it came out but it's about a uh, an automaker here in America an American automaker that was about to close up and the Japanese came in and said we'll buy this auto plant to build our cars here we'll keep you guys on Americans to work with us mm-hmm. and it was the fun of like trying to you know yeah. have two cultures work together fantastic movie check that out gung ho ron howard directed michael keaton fantastic movie very underrated great movie i think something that's happening nowadays too that's cool is you can get parts and pieces from china and assemble them here and you get that it's that's all a, a, it's my a, yeah. car yeah my it, car i drive a I, you know i drive a, a buick yeah and, and it says parts assembled in canada mexico yeah but it's put together and a lot there's there's Volkswagen plants in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Yeah, huge Volkswagen plant right outside. Sometimes the Sometimes you yeah. save money by shipping pieces. You I know, mean, so but it's American people putting together Volkswagens, mm-hmm. but they're still fucking working. Yeah. So, 
Now, I don't I don't get it. But this has been something that's been drilled in my head my entire life. I know there's people anti-union and union. And I, I know unions fuck some shit up, too, especially here in Los Angeles. We have very strong unions that, you know, Writers Guild and Screen Actors Guild. And, you know, sometimes these, these you know, you can't make a small movie because you got to everybody needs seven thousand dollars. But some unions become so big they're self-serving, but right. most unions are taking care of. They're just trying to take care yeah. of a guy, make it you know, so yeah. a guy can have a decent living wage, which is what they were supposed to do in the original. I'm going to start a podcast <laughs> called Sellable Skill in yes, the Marketplace. Exactly, and Alex and I are going to be we're going to be like the Norma Rays of of the podcast union. Anyway, so I don't know how I got on. How did I get on the fucking unions? I don't know. I was talking, we're talking oh, about Made in America. Gonna, I was going to say if Made in America will come back due to this coronavirus. I, who knows? You know, maybe it will. I, think I, I mean, we're all so fucking proud of this goddamn country. I see all you fucking yahoos running down the street with your fucking flags, and this is America, and this is America. Well, if you're going to be proud of it, be fucking proud of it, motherfucker. We go out like my father does, and 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 root around for shit made in America. He don't fuck. He doesn't wear a goddamn thing that's not made in America. Every fucking well, maybe a few. My great grandfather was the same. Yeah, way. I mean, everything every, had a flag. We never. We were not allowed any other car besides. Chevy, Ford, or or any of the other ones made it. We would never, still to this day, my father drives a Pontiac and a Ford truck. No fucking way would he drive anything else. So, uh, you know, you fucking yahoos out there waving your flags, wave, let me see your tag in your shirt, you fucking pricks. I think, uh, I think when something is handmade, it's going to last longer. And I think if people go back to hand-making things that will last a while, not right. like H&M, you wash it three times, it's, it's done. It's, I'm a, I'm, yeah, I'm, I, listen, I'm, I'm, an, I'm guilty of, of it, too. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, fast fashion's I, I, fun. Fast but. fashion is, when I go, sometimes I go to Walmart, I'm like, hey, I need a fucking white t-shirt, three bucks, and, you know, it's, yeah. who knows what I'm the I'm only going to get two out Yeah, two. who knows what's in it. Yeah. And, yeah, I'll leave it in the hotel room. Like, yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm as, I'm as guilty as anyone else. You said as a napkin kind of yeah. in some ways i mean it's just such a we talked about fast fashion one of the first podcasts we yeah. ever did on this show we talked about it how it just muckies up like mm. uh you know the the, the you know talk about plastic in the oceans truck mm. there's fucking t-shirts in the oceans people <laughs> i think i don't know maybe there isn't either. anyway the mosh pits are out alex just let's back back to back to oh reality. why go to a concert but buy the packed crowds of concerts. Venue owners will have to pull the plug on crowd surfing and mosh pits at live music shows if they want to reopen safely as coronavirus crisis eases off. Uh, a few obvious changes will be necessary whenever. Okay, now for I love concerts. I fucking love them. I love loud music. I love lights. I love the show. I love the whole thing. I love walking into the venue. I love when the band hits the stage. I just love it all. Uh, you know, some are better than others, but it's just a fun night out. Uh, a few obvious changes will be necessary. General admission events uh, reopen, says the lengthy report released by the Event Safety Alliance and Ticketmaster. Patrons cannot all stand at the front of the stage like they are accustomed to. Moshing and crowd surfing are violations of social distancing and... But isn't that the whole point of the, the yeah. mosh pit? It's I mean, like, yeah, punching people in the, the face man, is you know? elite. Yeah. yeah, you're you're not going to... There's just, nothing that you do in a mosh pit that you're allowed to do at the mall. That's right. why it's a mosh that's why it's a, pit. That's, that's why, why it happens. It, it, ha it doesn't happen at Neil Diamond concerts. It happens no. at the Fugazi or whoever yeah. the fuck you people are listening to. It doesn't happen at... What's her name? Cat? Doja Cat. Doja Cat. There's She's, no mosh pit. There's no mosh pit at Doja, Doja Cat. You're just sitting there... I don't know what you kids are doing, sniffing glue or some shit and fingering each other. I don't Vape. know what you're doing. Vaping. Vaping. Yeah. 
I mean, that's what you're doing over there. You don't, you're not even listening to the music. Got your uh, furry, you know, uh, big furry legs on and, and, a, and, a, and a rainbow hat. Fucking weirdos. Your CBDs. Yeah, weirdos. So the hallways are uh, hallways and smoking areas where patrons congregate will have to be monitored to enforce health policies to keep rowdy rock fans from forming circle pits or just getting too close. The guidelines advise using chalk or cones to mark six foot gaps on the ground or even using rope barriers to separate. How could you possibly the spirit of America is how dying. Could you possibly monitor that yeah. like as at a, at a you just have to sell far less tickets, you know? Not only that, but there's going to be a guy who's drunk and he's rowdy and he's ready to go and he's upset because he's been in his house for four months and you're putting like the secure. I've, I've been to, I, I used to have hair down to my ass. I used to play in death metal bands. That was like my thing when I was in right. high school and I've been in a lot of these mosh pits and I don't do it anymore, Yeah, but I understand for a lot of young people, that's like a serious outlet. And security, like, it's not fun for the security guards that have to go and split those no, dudes up either. I, you know, I've been in a few myself. <laughs> and I remember I went to see the Beastie Boys when they did a Lollapalooza years back. And, uh, I mean, we were right up front. And it was, you know, we were larger, me and my buddy Carl. And, and, and uh, yeah, he's, he's a yeah, big, dude. big guy. And, and the kids around, they were kids, you know. And, and I was like, I think it's going to get crazy as soon as the Beastie Boys come on. And sure enough, they they open with sabotage, mm-hmm. and, and a fucking place just erupts. And I mean, we are just tossing little girls out of the way because <laughs> I wanted to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. I was like, I'm not getting trampled. I had just watched some documentary about that so- where oh, everyone got trampled at a soccer game or something. So it was fresh in my mind. I swear to God, some little 14 year old. I, I threw this bitch 10 feet. Get the fuck out of my. You thought I you would have thought I was running for a touchdown in the Super Bowl. I how fast I got out of that. that I'm like, calm down, old timer. I'm like, I just watched a documentary. Get the fuck out of my way. By the time they they were halfway through sabotage, I was way in the back. I, I ran so fast. Man. So honestly, but, just talking about mosh pits makes me nostalgic for them. And I think it's a bummer that that's yeah, happening. I know. Well, there you go. So that that's kind of what I'm reading just now in, in the paper. You know, I, if they got if they're gonna come back, that's how you're gonna have to do it. And oh, and uh, people are dying. They're dying. That people are dying. They're, 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 you know, we <laughs> all know you the flip numbers. Through the news, yeah, yeah, people all, dying. People, you know, we all know the numbers. <laughs> people, I, I, we, and then we saw that that we Alex and I saw they got a in Singapore. They got a dog, oh. like a, a robot dog. It looks like a. You know, it, it's a robot, but it's it's got on, on all fours. Yeah, and it walks through the parks. Do you have you the, want the, that? Yeah, yeah I got let's it. hear it. This is it. This is it. Walking through the park. For your own safety and for those around you, please stand at least one meter apart. Thank you. So that I don't know. They put a little backbeat to it to make it sound like you're at a pool in Vegas, but that's just the news doing yeah. that. But that is the, the, the what you heard there was the doll. That's what's coming out of the, this this robot that walks mm-hmm. around the parks in Singapore, telling people to stay away from each other, and it has a camera on it, and it knows when you're when you're not, um, you know, social distancing or whatever. Yeah. So. But Singapore, you know, that they do their own thing over there. So that they they don't they don't chew gum and you know they cane you. I think it's is it illegal to smoke there? I think good. Or? You know, good. They should do this shit here, like with all the fucking garbage and shit on the streets here in Los Angeles. Like I wish it was. I they should start caning. They should some start caning motherfuckers some around here. You know, for throwing their garbage out the door. I I can't understand. I would never in a million years put garbage from my car on the street, but the people do. They just throw it right out the window. You want to hear? Um, you know, because 
I continue to go back to Good Housekeeping magazine, like I'm a like I'm a 70 year old woman, and and this is an interesting one. I figure I would I would roll down because we like to do lists, and a lot of times on this podcast, and we're, we're I think we're all going to be in this for a little while. I don't know how long this is going, and and like I said, here in Los Angeles, it could be three more months, it could be the longest, and I don't know. So here's fun indoor. Are you ready, Alex? Mm-hmm. Fun indoor date ideas. Because people have to go on dates. Yeah. They have to. It's it's time. It's it's going to be, you know, we're going to be summertime. And and so here's some fun indoor date ideas for, for people to do together, having to be indoors because you can't go outside because of uh, whatever the case may be. Uh, f- number one, uh, make pizza together, Alex. You oh. and you, you know you go on a date, you make some pizza together. It doesn't get any better than enjoying your favorite movie with a pizza that you make together, and they give you a little recipe on how to make pizza together. Number two, uh, test your karaoke skills. Um, challenge nope. your partner. <laughs> challenge your partner, Alex, to a fun-filled game of karaoke, singing some of your favorite tunes, guaranteed to boost your spirits. You imagine going on a first date with you know. The, Hey, you want to have a karaoke challenge? She I'm going to do Alice. How about we do a duet? Islands in the Stream by, by uh, Kenny Rogers and, and Dolly Parton. She's like, do you have Doja Cat? And you're like, get the fuck out. Doja Cat? <laughs> what the fuck? Get out of here. We got we got Islands in the Stream, bitch. Uh, tackle a puzzle. Tackle a puzzle. Uh, I've done a few mm-hmm. on this. In this, uh, I have. I had this conversation the other night. Uh, funny, when I went out and met my friends, Chelsea Handler, Mary McCormick, and Sarah Colonna, we had a nice uh, time the other night. I, like I, I, once again, six feet away from each other, and we were all talking about puzzles because we had been doing puzzles all, all of us at one time or another throughout this. And I said, "What do you do with the puzzle when it's over?" Because I'm curious. Because I do, I put a lot of time into this thousand piece Easy Rider, the the movie Easy Rider it was the Easy Rider movie poster with uh, you know Dennis Hopper and Peter Fonda, and uh, and the, what do I do? Just break it up and put it back in the box after I'm done with it. I spent fucking a week on the damn thing. So both every Mary, Chelsea and Kelowna were like, yeah, you'd break it up and put it back in the box. I was like, no, I ordered fucking puzzle, puzzle glue, glue on Amazon. It took forever to get there. Cause it was, wasn't like an essential item. Cent. So yeah. three weeks later, here comes this puzzle glue and I sit in my garage and I glue the, pu- and it took, you got to do both sides, mm-hmm. gluing, and then it's going to put down. it on like newspaper. Yeah, then it's newspaper? glued down to the fucking ground. I finally got the thing up, glued together, and I hung it up in my garage. I tacked it up. Am I going to want it in, in a month when this maybe this is all over? And I'm like looking at this puzzle, but I can't just put it back. Now I have another puzzle. I have the, this the Who this tour poster from the Who. It's Those are th- cool puzzles. Yeah, I have yeah. really lame no, puzzles. Another thousand piecer. And, uh, and, uh, and so I, I don't, I don't know if I want to just break them up when I'm done. So anyway, that's another thing to do on a date. You'll both find satisfaction in completing a challenging puzzle. Just add a bottle of wine for a perfect date night. <sighs> These are good. I think for, for those of you who are single currently out there, I think this is something bake cookies, banana bread cookies. This is what the girl from the today show was yeah. baking. Uh, Dylan Dreyer. Dylan Dreyer was baking yesterday banana bread cookies. Was just when you thought that fucking woman couldn't get any more boring, she she broke out her recipe for banana bread cookies. Although today I read that she said she's got COVID nineteen. Somebody must have told her. Listen here, you get her. You gotta fucking get something. You got You are yeah. boring as shit, and we don't care about your fucking husband or mm-hmm. your kids. You better get something. We're real gonna quick. put you in a hazmat so suit. So she probably went out in her neighborhood and yeah. licked fucking handrails and stuff and said, "Give me COVID nineteen. Give it to me because I gotta have something going on here. Are they gonna fire me? Paint away. 
have a paint night party, paint at home paint night, express your creativity and love for each other with paint session. Keep it exciting by playing some upbeat tunes like uh Doja Cat. Cat. Doja Cat. Yeah. Dojo Cat. And, and then the Dojo <laughs> Cat. <laughs> <laughs> Plan fondue night. Fondue? Let's call it fondue. You Ooh. would like to do fun? Yes, fondue. Fulfill your sweet tooth once and for all by enjoying a romantic evening with fondue. What is now fondue is just basically like melted cheese, right? Yeah. And then you do chocolate you too. Can do and chocolate. You stick it in and yeah. stick a piece of bread in and eat it. I like all these unemployed people are like, all right, now go buy a seven hundred dollar fondue, fondue set. set up. Yeah. Um, so that's that's number seven. Have a spa day. <clears throat> There's no reason why you can't bring uh, that right into your home. Relaxing bath. Now you're getting into because if you're gonna get like I, I don't know if it's talking about like new couples or mm-hmm. or like a new first date because you want to get into a relaxing bath. You and your person you just met and uh, put on a calming face mask and get to know each other. Yeah. You know, and girl, Fuck why don't the you puzzle? Get in, the, you, get in the tub, yeah. girl. Should take those gloves off. Yeah, and get in the Slip tub. Into a nice warm bath. Uh, try a new dinner recipe. Play a board game. I mean, you know, these are all kind of, they're not. This is stuff you do with your significant other after a while. That's what I'm thinking. This isn't first date stuff. Oh, God, if it is, you guys are in for a fucking, there's no second date. No. If you're like, hey, want some fondue? No. No. Not unless I'm eating Hey, want some fondue? She's like, he said fondue. I'm I'm going to ghost him. (laughs) I'm going to ghost him. Not unless I'm eating off your tits. Yeah, there you go. Sorry, everybody. Smut. Yeah. <laughs> I oh, I turned it off when he said tits. I could, you know, he used to be funny on Chelsea lately, but now he's gone to such lengths that I will not stand for it. Can't believe his father made him sing the union label song. <laughs> why Why do you think uh, women are so attracted to bad boys, Alex? They're so attractive, even though we know they're trouble. According to uh, Good Housekeeping Magazine, and who knows better than these old yeah. gals over there? You know, they're like, I tell you why you like these uh, these roughnecks, and here's the reason. So every woman has had a friend who dated a guy who was clearly bad news. She just couldn't resist. Maybe that friend was you. And uh, despite all the warnings and red flags, uh, the the pull of a dating bad boy was just too strong. Even when you knew heartbreak was coming, do you know? Do you know why people are interested in the bad boy, Alex? Why? Would you consider yourself first of all? Would you consider yourself a bad boy? No, I'm a good dude. <clears throat> yeah, I'm a nice guy. That's yeah. that's nice to hear. You got a kind of a look of a bad boy. Yeah, you know? that's I'm like the best of all worlds. All right, you know? evolution. Now I could at one point in my life, I think people considered me a bad boy, but I don't have the look of one, and I would play the chorus line soundtrack mm-hmm. in my car. But I think the actions that I took. At the time, were bad boyish, you know. Yeah. I was, I was, you know, sleeping around, you know, getting the ladies yeah. and doing, I've, you know, all I've sorts of fun things Real to people. Does my generation call a bad boy a fuck boy? Is that the same I thing? I think fuck boy, That's bad the same boy, thing. Same. Yeah, okay, that's yeah, yeah, a, yeah, Actually, thank you for so bringing yeah, that up. So yeah, I had Alex. the face. I had the face. Yeah, so I don't think a good housekeeping can write fuck boy, but <laughs> no, you know, that's what they're trying to say. That's what they're going. They're, they're doing the wink, wink. Yeah. You know, you call fuck boy. Ah, he's a fuck boy. Your grandma's uh, like in my day. Yeah. First off, what is a bad boy anyway? Okay, so he want to hear what a bad yeah. boy is. Uh, I think people would find this interesting. Evolutionary biologists would call bad boys hypermasculine. Explains Michael Cunningham, PhD professor of psychology at University of Louisville. They ooze testosterone, which leads to boldness and is associated with exaggerated sexuality. Oh. They may also be so rebellious or emotionally unavailable. 
Okay. Okay. So that's something, you know, maybe people like. Yeah, I'm not. I can't. <laughs> yeah. It sounds yeah, like sounds everybody like I know. The, uh, the most extreme <laughs> and negative interpretation, bad, bad guys, fuck boys, whatever you want to call them, display qualities of so-called psychological dark triad according to a relationship. Oh, uh, let's get to the good stuff. Basically, they might be narcissistic with a sense of entitlement and a grandiose views of themselves. Machiavellian, ooh, that's a fancy word, callous and prone to exploiting others, and psychopathic, ooh, displaying antisocial and impulsive behavior. Yet sometimes we just can't quit them. We can't quit the bad boys. And apparently what it is here, according to science, this is, once again, people, I'm just giving you science. This is science. Apparently we want their sperm but mm. not their partnership. Yeah. Science, particularly evolutionary biology, partially explains why bad boys can be so compelling. Um, uh, women are more attracted to masculine men during the middle of their menstrual cycle. Oh, did you know yeah. that, Alex? Yeah. So right in the heart of it, they'd be like, when I'm over there, you know, singing, when you see a guy reach for stars in the sky, you can bet that he's doing it. But, you know, if you're in your middle of the like, you're like, beat it, queer. Yeah. You know, like, like, where's, uh, where's like, the guy? Punch in the me and make me cry. <laughs> where's the guy in the motorcycle? And yeah. I'm singing chorus line. They want so, the fonts. They want the fonts. Yeah, yeah. So when they're most fertile, men with very masculine traits may have better quality genes. Oh, okay. Okay. Fair enough. So it could be attractive to women on an unconscious evolutionary level, mm-hmm. like back to like caveman days yeah. when you were like, I, that guy seems hotter to me because his, you know, he's got his knuckles drag mm-hmm. more than the other guy who's over there singing yeah. show tunes <laughs> in the cave. Who's on his toe, who walks on his toes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That said, when asked what they're looking for in an ideal partner, women tend to cite nice guy traits. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. Like honesty, trustworthiness, and respectfulness. In fact, I remember back in the uh, old days that when there was, you know, there was there was the Burt Reynolds, which I guess would be considered a bad boy. Mm. But then it, there was always this, there, there, these two worlds, you know, back when there were like three channels once again. And they were like, but what about us gals who like Alan Alda or like Woody Allen, like the thinking man, the nebbish or whatever, you know, like Alan Alda was... Mm-hmm. What Alan Alda was, and then was just, that's a good one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like even yeah. Woody Allen at one point was, I guess, before we knew what we know about Woody Allen now, like he was a bit of a sex symbol to like that type of you yeah. know girls in like New York City. We're like, oh, I'd rather have him than have and you know Burt Reynolds. Reynolds or uh, who you know Robert Mitchum or whoever the fuck I don't know. Oh, that Robert Mitchum. Robert Mitchum. We're attracted to the quality of others in ourselves. We had a, a sociology. Uh, good, may admire the bad boy sense of freedom, despite the fact that this quality. Yeah, but the sense of freedom, like now. Now, now, bad boys to me just say, like they feel like it's unemployed. You know, yeah. like that's like that's a, a red flag. He's when, free. Yeah, like you know, he's he he's does his own thing. You know, he, yeah. He, uh, I guess this yeah, is me. Well, he also you know can't pay for dinner, so that's yeah. that's what I like. I know mm. girls who date those kind of guys. And I'm like, I guess he's a bad boy, but he also can't pay the bills. Yeah, like, that's bad. Well, I look boy. at that's that's the opposite of my mind was going to like I think people would be drawn to a narcissist because they might be more inclined for success, right? Like So they say, maybe. yeah. Maybe. Okay. Well, that, that I've, I've heard I've, I've heard, heard this stuff before. Yeah, I've heard I've heard uh, I've heard that it's common that a lot of times like there's that that push pull between like the out al- you want to raise an alpha but you want a caring partner to do well, it they, you know you're right they say the women who have led a sheltered upbringing tend to uh, lean more towards the bad boy mm-hmm. so if you had a bit of a sheltered upbringing you you, you bust out and you're like get me some of that fucking like, dirty cock you got a trans am let's go yes they're exciting they're different they're forbidden Oh, that's a long article. Sorry, everybody. I realize we think they protect us. Okay, we're going on and on and on. This evolutionary biology yes, just got deep. Yes. 
when we try to convert bad boys, we're repeating old patterns. We all know this. Uh, but, you know, I don't know if bad boy, then uh, the 10 things I read, I don't know if the bad boy's going to want to make pizza. No. Or do a karaoke party, you know? Try to do know. a puzzle with a bad boy. Yeah, try to do a puzzle. That, that idiot, he's not going to know how to put the pieces. <laughs> He'll just pound the pieces together whether they fit or not. You know, dumb fuck. So uh, there you go. I thought that was interesting. That's uh, that's from the. Uh, that is all. These I are can't all... even imagine looking for a new partner now. Not a like like dating. Like looking for some, like not you're in a relationship and Corona happens. I know we've beat this to death, but what on earth is like first date fondue? What I, I, I don't know. I I I I have no idea. And as a matter of fact, I do these lives on Instagram now. I do you know seven seven p.m. every night, kind of roughly. I do a, I go on live. And last night, some people were popping up, going, "I'm going on a Tinder date this weekend Ooh. and stuff." So I, I'm fascinated by that. There was one girl. She lives here in Burbank. I, you see her on all the sites, all our mm. Facebook cover to cover sites. She's very nice. And she was out there like running one day and telling you know, and she came in, chimed in on, on the live and we took her live and she was actually on a, on a track in Burbank telling us about like, that's where she goes. She takes a guy running on the track in, mm. Bur in Burbank. I'm like, oh God, what happened to just like going out to a bar, getting a few, three getting or four some drinks and then your next tits. thing you know, you're like, yeah, thank you, Allie. He said it, not me. <laughs> Don't write the bad reviews about me. Alex said tits, fondue on your tits. Uh, but so, yeah, no, that's... Yeah, so that that that's uh, that's it. I I don't know what else to tell you, people. That do you want bad boys? I gave you ten things to do at the house. Uh, I talked about uh, <laughs> what one toothbrush has about you. This is this is. I gotta tell you, this good housekeeping, fucking pretty interesting magazine. I'm gonna have to get it now. I'm just looking at the one online. It's not as dirty as Red Book. I looked at that Red Book uh, mm -hmm. last week, and we talked. That was a little too dirty for me, and I'm a and I'm a deviant. And you're a you're, yes, yeah. I'm I'm you, smut, pure you're a smut. Quinn subscriber. Yeah, pure yeah. smut. And this that one they were talking about some you know some they were going into some deep 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 butthole chatter, and I don't know if I even I was like, all right, that'll be about enough of that. They're like, you can't butt play after a night of fondue, <laughs> right? Who's who, even who paying attention? Yeah. See now, of course, because we're getting up to summer, you know, they, they're 75 fun summer dinner ideas. Peaches versus nectarines. Alex, which do you choose? Peach man all the way. <laughs> I 100% I agree. If you're a nectarine man, you go straight, you go fuck right off. How do you like that? Yeah. Go take your nectarine, bring it in the back, get, bring it in the backyard. I don't want to see you. Don't come back in this house and go fuck your nectarine. Go like they did in that movie. <laughs> Call me by your name. I don't want to, I don't want to see your nectarine. Oh, Dunkin' Donuts is beginning to sell a DYI donut kit because so people are so bored that you can go to Dunkin' Donuts and get a DYI, do it yourself, the donut, you get the donut plain, mm -hmm. just right out of the, you know, whatever, deep fryer, whatever they do, do donuts in. And then you take it home and put your sprinkles on it, your frosting on it, and make your own donuts. Hmm. That'd be nice if you had like kids at the house and you're like, every gather around, children, we're going to make donuts. Yeah. And they're like, ah, I don't want to make donuts. I fucking hate you. I guess. That's my quarantine like, character. But that it's I do. sprinkles. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it gets you have real young kids who still listen to you, that's nice to do. You know, Alex, a lot of people have been asking me, because I've, you know, I've been doing this a year and a half now, the both of us, right? We've been doing this a year and a half. And so, and I go out on the road and people say, Chris, what are the five best cornstarch substitutes? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and I'm like, well, it's you know, mystery. it's interesting that you asked me the five best. You know, you did say the five best cornstarch uh, substitutes, right? And they're like, yeah, we did. And I'm like, you don't want to know about butthole eating or anything? Like that? No, 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 no. no, no. We, you know, we got that one covered. Uh, and I said, I could tell you ways to have a fun indoor date. And like, yeah, we got that covered. We'd like to know more about uh, the best cornstarch. Well, I said, well, I'm going to I'm gonna tell you, well, number one's going to be all-purpose flour. That's yeah. what you get. Number two, you're going to go with rice flour. Mm. Number three, potato starch. And then number four, you're going to you start getting down. You know, now you're you know, you gonna, you going to have to, you know, arrowroot starch and then tapioca starch. You're going to be your top yeah, five. Oh, yeah, all right. <laughs> this is, you know, I mean, you want to get good housekeeping magazine. You can find out the best starch alternatives and you can learn about bad boys. Learn about bad boys. I mean, I think that is pretty that you just want that sperm. It's pretty all around. All around. That covers a lot of bases. <laughs> More so, you know, people are bitching about fake news right now. A lot of people won't watch Fox or CNN. This is fake. That's fake. You're mm. an idiot. I'm a Read good housekeeping. Yeah. They're covering it all. You can't everybody. argue with tapioca starch, all right? <laughs> Absolutely. That's... And if you want to, then come fight us. You yeah. like nectarines and peaches. We don't get, you know, that's that's that to Trump, Biden, who gives a fuck? It's about nectarines or peaches in this world that we live in on cover to cover when we're searching for fucking topics because there's nothing out there right now. We will argue till our, we're blue in the face over <sighs> nectarines or peaches. Want to sing? Want me to sing the union label song again? I will. Look for the union label when you are reading a nectarine or peach. Oh, my God. What are we at? We've we're given at these people enough. Yeah, yeah, we've given you people enough. Let's go out with something we 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 mentioned earlier in the show. Um, well, let's go, we mentioned a few things. First of all, give us do the hustle. Uh, okay, we mentioned the A track, and you guys. This was a once again. I don't think we played this one. We were, in the early days of this podcast. We were saying we were just playing bizarre seventy songs that were like hits on the radio. This one was one of them. This was like a number one song on the radio. This is when you had patience in life and you were like, I'll oh, let's do an instrumental for four minutes. Not even a good instrumental. Mm. Here it comes, everybody. And we all knew the dance. It was a very simple dance, the hustle. But it swept the fucking world. I remember doing it with my grandmother at the house. Grandma, everybody got on the on in the living room, and we all did it. Aunts, uncles, grandma, put down the pizza. Grandma, put down that nectarine, you crazy bitch. Get in here. We're gonna do it. The hustle. It's oh. a good first date idea. That Bring them over. Yeah. Do the hustle. You know, do the hustle. Nineteen. Go back to nineteen seventy-seven and do the hustle. That's a fun thing to learn. Yeah. All right. That's not a bad... You know, Alex, make that number 11 on the list of good housekeeping fun date ideas. Do the hustle. Learn to dance. Learn to dance craze with your lover. And then after you're done, go spooge fondue on her tits. Okay. Now give me... um. Now give me the theme from Jaws. I mean, I guess we'll just go down Let's to just three. Keep going. Yeah, we'll just go down. Give me the theme from Jaws. I mean, we all know it. It doesn't. It didn't really get much better than this uh, theme song because it, it really. You can't really hear it without thinking of peril. You know, uh, I, John Williams, I believe it is. Uh, John is Williams, composer, I got it. Yeah. And, uh, it's just. It's still terrifying to this day. You know what's coming. 
here it is. I mean, nothing starts more ominous. Yeah. Is that the word? Ominous than this? This is what I hear playing when I see someone walking at my front lawn with a uh, Dunkin' Donuts do-it-yourself kit. <laughs> I'm, I'm, this is what I'm seeing through my living room window. I'm like, oh, the, na- the fucking oh, no. the company's here, and they're bringing a fucking DIY donut kit. Oh, no. This is what this is, If I was going on a date, and, they, and the guy's walking up the driveway with a karaoke machine, this is what I'm hearing in my head. <laughs> this is what you girls should be hearing in your head, that the karaoke machine approaches your door, and then he kicks it over and goes, hey, want to do a duet? You're like, oh. <gasps> And that's when the attack happens. Oh my god, that's so good. So my this is my all-time favorite movie. My all-time. I've seen it probably 150 times. Really? Oh my god. Right. I could I could literally quote every single line to this movie. I'm not a big fan of horror movies. Oh, I forgot it. Never mind. Such a good one. Anyway. Not a big fan of horror movies. There was one. I'll figure out the name. I'll tell you later. Okay. Okay. Well, that's now it gets into the fun part. All right. Well, now right. I think that's it. Uh, now, do we mention any any other songs? Oh, I, I was gonna pull up some birds. Some of the birds. The birds. Ah, yeah. great idea. Uh, I highly recommend this movie. The I uh, guess give us turn, turn, turn. It, it kind of some of these songs make more sense today than they did back then, and with all of the fucking weirdness that's going on in the world. This song might make more sense than ever. I, it's really, it really will put you in a good mood. Ooh, yeah. Maybe it'll, you know, maybe this will all be over soon. To all the graduates, I see a lot of, like, signs on my front lawns and in my neighborhood. All these kids graduating high school and stuff. I feel bad for you kids, so I'm going to give you a graduation speech. I hope this world changes. I hope turn, turn, turn. I hope there's... I hope there's a new world when this is all over, and I hope you, I, you're not going to be able to walk down the aisle in your graduation gown, but that's fine, because I did, and I had a different color graduation gown than the rest of my entire graduating class, because my mother thought she was going to save money. We had two already for my older brother. She said, don't buy one. Wear the one we had. And there I was in an orange gown while the rest of my graduating class had red. So the, I, I, would, I would just wish I didn't go. But I hope you guys can find some fun in all of this weirdness. Congratulations on your graduation and get out there in this world. Get out there in the world and and, and, and go do ten fun things with your dates. Karaoke. Fondue. Nectarines. Peaches. Good luck. Wear sunscreen. Remember that uh, that song from a couple of years back? No. Wear sunscreen. <laughs> Play that one. This is gonna be this is gonna be my it's, I think it's Boz Lerman, the director, somehow. But it, it's it's basically a, a a graduation speech done for like a backbeat. You remember this song? I see a tropic wear sunscreen tropical mix. Is it this? Yes, this is it. This is it. Wear sunscreen. <laughs> yeah, this one goes out to all of you if graduates. I could offer you only one tip for the future. I agree. Sunscreen would be it. He goes on to go on. The long-term on. benefits of sunscreen have been proved <laughs> this is by real scientists. <laughs> I'm not, you remember when this was a hit? I'm not fucking around. This is like a hit song. I don't remember this at all. <laughs> he goes on to give like a, a pretty positive re- reinforcement speech right here. I will dispense this advice. Here it comes. Now. Play this for your children Enjoy if they're graduating. The 
I agree with that one. You will not understand the power and beauty of your youth until they've faded. But trust me, in 20 years, you'll look back at photos of yourself and recall in a way you can't. I disagree. I look better now than I did 20 years ago. I disagree with that one. I feel like better now. That's a pretty good jam. I'll give you that one. That's true. Although, that's also probably some people are fatter than they imagine. Okay. I think we got it. Yeah. This goes on for five more minutes. All right. Wear sunscreen. Wear sunscreen. That's true, too. He does, He's making some sense. The real troubles in your life are something that is going to hit you on a Tuesday without even knowing, you know. Can't plan for it. Mm. We love you all. Thanks for listening to Cover to Cover. I felt like this was a pretty fun episode. I, I had like a good time. Some ground. And uh, thank you, Alex Khan, for always being a professional and uh, taking care of, you know, the, the sound. And, uh, you know, who knows what's going to become of Alex Khan, me, any of us at this point. We don't. We just don't know. But maybe we'll see you out there on the road. Maybe we'll someday. We'll, you know, I had a club. I had Zanies in Chicago ask me. They called me and said, would you guys, when we're opening back up, would you guys come do live cover to cover at Zanies in Chicago? I told them. I love the guy. I said, you better fucking believe we will. So uh, if and when things get back to normal, we will take this shit on the road. We will be on stage and we will give you live cover to covers and, and things like that. And it, no mosh pits. Absolutely no mosh pits. Don't you guys start moshing in the front row of our cover to cover lives. Uh, thank you all once again. Good luck to all of us and and bye bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.